When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. So happy you decided to join us. Before we jump in today, I'd like, first of all, if you're liking these podcasts, if you like this one or the five minute basketball coaching podcast or high school hoops or the funnel down defense podcast, if you like any of those, go over and check them out. Leave a five star review. Um, we love sending them out to the world. It's one of the one of my passions in the world is kind of share this game. Um, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish the number one shooting machine on the market. It's easy to set up. It's got great customer service, and they are always on the cutting edge of giving players and coaches what they need. And that's why I love them. They not only give stuff away. If you go over and look at Dr. Dish, is always giving stuff away and sharing with the community. Um, And that's why I want to share them with you. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400 off. That's right, $400 off. Also, go over... And check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. 14-day free trial. No one else does that. No one else gets the cell phone number and, and the email for the runner. No one else is being run by a high school coach for a high school coach. This is what, what I do. This is what I do. I'm not running this other thing. I'm not a businessman. I'm a high school basketball coach trying to help you become a better basketball coach and to be honest with you, I've done I've done pretty well in my career, and I'd like to share that with other coaches. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 8 billion. I have no idea. So, and I apologize for my voice. Um, we're taping this. I'm not sure when you're going to hear it, but we're taping this in February. Um, and I always sound like Kermit the Frog, for those of you that are old <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm actually don't have a radio job because every January and February it's like it's a it's a combination of cold and raising my voice. We'll just say that um, <laughs> it will, it will, you'll hear a different Coach Collins come spring. But anyway, That's why you need some of this, Coach? I know I got coffee and one from I like, got tea, brother. I, I got, got world's tea. best boss, uh, <laughs> and then I got some water. 
So it's like I'm trying to, but yes, tea is the best. Yes, uh, sir. My daughter's an actress, and she always tells me more tea, more tea, Dad. That's yes. Like, so yeah. I agree. Um, so Stefan, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself um, okay. and just kind of tell us about what I refer to as your basketball journey, kind of how you got into how you got into coaching, how you got how what yes. what what got you to this point of uh, us two of us sitting here talking on a Sunday morning. Awesome. Awesome. First of all, I just want to thank you for having me, Steve. It's always a great opportunity to be able to share uh, not just a great game of basketball, but to share my journey because I believe that uh, my journey is one that can help and inspire others. And so I'm always willing and able to uh, share my journey to uh, helpfully inspire other young people, or other coaches and things around me. So my journey began, um, I just, I wrote, I wrote a book about it. And so anyone interested, you can go and buy the book. Okay. So, so I told him before we jumped in, I said, I said, we'll talk about the book, but yeah, we'll talk about it later. No, 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 no. We'll do it right now. This makes sense. So I love the name of it. They call me coach. I think, I think coach is like one of the best things you can be called other than dad or mom. Yes, sir. Um, I, where was I leaving? I think I was leaving one of our away games and someone goes, Hey coach. And it's like, Hey dad, you just yeah. turn like if my name's Steve. I, so someone people, says, I don't even know my own name sometimes because nobody calls me Stefan. They call me coach. <laughs> I know it's a great thing. And um, I always that's say why it, that's the title of the book. It's I, the first line in the book. I don't know my name. Sometimes they just call me coach. I know. I love that. So, so tell us a little bit about, we can jump into the book. Tell us a little bit about the book and how it came well, the about. Book is my, the book is my journey. And you ask about my basketball journey. Uh, I grew up as an inner city kid, single family. Uh, I'm a mom, single mom, seven kids in the family. Um, I fell in love with sports and, uh, basketball became that sport that I, I chose to, to follow, even though I played a uh, little baseball and, and football and as well, ran track basketball became that sport because, uh, I met a coach in the gym around the age of 16 years old. And this coach saw something in me. He's like a father figure to me now. His name's Dave Stallman. And uh, lives in Missouri, but we stay in touch. This coach saw something in me at, at uh, Memorial High School in Houston, Texas. He came up to me one day and he said, hey, you know, you're a pretty good player. You know, when are you going to school? Yada, yada, yada. I told him I went to Madison High School. We won the state championship the year before. I was looking forward to going back and winning another state championship. But lo and behold, he said, hey, have you ever been to a basketball camp? And I said, no, sir. He said, I'm taking a group of kids to Pistol Pete Maravich basketball camp. Now, mind you, Steve, although Pistol Pete, you know, back that was back in 1986, right? So although Pistol Pete was a well-known person and Hall of Famer, I was an inner city kid that, you know, we put aluminum foil on the rabbit ears to try and get, you know, to see games. So I didn't know who Pistol Pete was. <laughs> right. Was, well, in 86, uh, you were talking about Michael, probably. Yeah, <laughs> You know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely stepped on the scene, right? Um, Lakers and watching Magic and Michael started. That's a, if I could get a signal, that's what I was watching. So I didn't know anything about Pistol Pete. I know it's funny how, like, I grew up. I was a Lakers fan. You uh-huh. were a Lakers fan or a Celtics fan? That's right. Yeah. Like when I grew up, you couldn't. You could. You you had to pick one. Like you couldn't be both. 
And then That's Detroit right. came onto the scene. That's right. And then Michael came onto the scene. I mean, and the game was so different. It was That's literally correct. a football. It was football at that point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was, um, yeah, anyway. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. So, anyways, all good. So, anyways, this coach takes me to all, the great Hall of Fame of Pistol Pete Marriage basketball camp. Now, mind you, I'm telling you, I'm an inner city kid. I'm a hood rat. I tell people I was a hood. I'm a, I'm a transformed hood rat is what I call myself. And so he took me to this camp, and I was pretty good back in the day. You know, I was being recruited and things like that. And so um, when I got there, I just wanted to be the best. I just told I'm, I'm going to be the best kid here. But I was a little rambunctious. I talked trash, and, you know, it wasn't that type of environment. It was in Pensacola, Florida, <laughs> at Pensacola Christian College, and I didn't know anything about Christianity or nothing. I just went in there just – being me, Stribble Street kid. Anyways, uh, athletically, I dominated the camp. And uh, at the end of the camp, Pistol Pete said, hey, uh, I want to have lunch with you. And uh, I thought he wanted to have lunch with me because I was the baddest dude in the camp. You know what I mean? Uh, he took me. Uh, we went to the cafeteria. He had lunch with me. And he told me, he said, uh, you know, I want you to know that uh, you're a really good player. Uh, he said, you remind me of my old teammate in Boston, Tiny Archibald. He said, you got a great skill set and talent. And he said, but the thing concerns me is your your character. And uh, at that time, I didn't know what character meant, Steve. I thought, that's a word. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. So um, he told me, he said, I invited you to lunch because I wanted to tell you I didn't want to embarrass you. But I wanted to tell you that um, even though you're the best kid at the camp, I'm not going to give you the MVP award. And with complete disappointment and devastation, I flipped the trade table over and I stormed out on Mr. Pistol P. Maravich. <laughs> and I said, uh, I, I said something rude and whatever, and I ran off. Lo and behold, I, I, I'm from Houston, and Coach took me to this camp in Florida. I couldn't run anywhere. <laughs> so I ran onto a curb, and I sat on the end of the curb outside the college. And Coach was looking for me. He finally found me, and uh, when he found me, he came sat by me. He said, hey, um, Pete told me what happened. He said, I just want to tell you that's why I brought – that's why I invited you to camp, because I see the same potential in you. But I'm afraid if you don't deal with your character, you're not going to ever become anything in life. So he said, I want you to do me a favor. He said, please come to the closeout of the camp and you'll know why I um, invited you here. So I go to the closeout of the camp and I hear Pistol Pete's story of his dad training him and helping him be the best player, always pushing him to be the best and be the best. And so when he was dominating in college and in the NBA, he was a mouthy dude as well. And and so much so that he told a story. I tell my kids this all the time, that when he was in a bar one night when he scored 60-something points, uh, there was a dude in there who said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of you coming in here after you score all these points and bragging to everyone about how great you are. And uh, Pete said, you know, he had a little drink and he was spouted right back at him. And the dude said, I bet you won't step outside. And he said he stepped outside because there were women around and he was trying to impress everybody that he was Pistol Pete. <laughs> and he stepped outside and uh, the dude 
grabbed a gun out of the back of his uh, back, and he put it in his mouth. He told him, get out on your knees. And he had that gun in his mouth, and he said, Lord, if you'll save me, I'll worship you the rest of my life. And if anyone knows that story of Pistol Pete, that he became a Christian, he went back to the Celtics, became a Christian, and he felt like he was, he was done with basketball, and he just wanted to inspire and help kids the rest of his life. And I became one of those people. Uh, that night, I uh, became a Christian at his camp, and it was like my whole life changed. I'm a black man who lived in the inner city. This coach who took me was white. He took me to a prayer meeting, and at that prayer meeting, the family saw me and wanted to adopt me. They say they saw something in me and wanted to give me a better place to live. And so I, my life story is kind of like the Blind Side movie. I'm a black man that was adopted by a white family that helped me become who I am today. So I left home. I told my mom, I said, I got to go. Mom, I got to go. I think there's something that I need to do in life. How old were you at that camp? 17. I, I was 16 at the camp. I turned 17 in October when I was at the school. And you were going to be a senior? I was going to be a senior. Okay. Okay. And so I became a Christian at the camp. And I made a decision to leave home. I had six brothers and one sister. We all lived in a two-bedroom apartment in the inner city. I was sleeping on the floor anyway, <laughs> getting up, going to school, you know, barely making passing grades because I, I had there was no pass, no play. So I had to pass in order to play, right? Right. <laughs> so I wasn't motivated by getting great grades or academically. In fact, I had to really, really like the moving the blind side raise my grades in order to get a scholarship to college. And so, um, but Pistol Pete Maravich saw something in me and he invited me to a second camp here in Houston, right before school started. And I went back to that camp and Steve, in the matter of July or June to August, or right before school started, I was a changed kid. I went back to his camp here in Houston and I dominated the camp again and I got the MVP award. Uh, I still have those three awards that hold them dear to my heart. You know, of course, coming from Pistol Pete. Um, Most Valuable Player Award, the Character Award. I was a different kid. And so uh, for me, my journey in basketball started there. Uh, I started doing basketball camps with Pistol Pete. He was getting older, and I I got the tricks and the stuff down packed. That when he wanted something demonstrated, he got the young young Stefan Leary to do that. <laughs> and so that seed was planted in me to now want to use the game of basketball to impact pe young people's lives. Although I was recruited by a lot of top schools, Indiana Indiana Bob Knight recruited me to replace you know Smart. And uh, keep smart. Uh, visit Baylor, Arkansas. I was a highly recruited prospect, but something inside of me began to change that I wanted more out of becoming a better Christian in my life. And so I was going, I went to an All American camp, and Liberty Coach was there looking for unsigned players. And I just so happened to be one. I used up all my visits. Liberty offered me a scholarship. Sight unseen, I'm going off to Liberty University in Virginia. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. 
From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And when I decide that I'm going to do that, um, Pistol Pete uh, asked me to spend the rest of the summer going around with him doing camps. And so I did that. That year also became the year my freshman year in college, Pistol Pete passed away. And when he passed away, um, I always felt like he left something inside of me to inspire other people through the game of basketball. But it took some time for all of that to happen. I started as a freshman, but then I got knee surgeries knee problems. And when I had a knee problem, coach, my high, my college coach, Jeff Meyer, who I'm in a group text with my teammates still today, Coach Meyer said, hey, uh, to earn your scholarship, what I would like for you to do is to be a student assistant coach. Get Go to class, get your grades, and then come to the office, sit in the office with us, go over the practice plans. I'll give you the ball handling stuff and the shooting stuff, drills, so he started planting seeds in me to be a coach. I didn't want to be a coach, Steve. I wanted to play in the NBA and make a lot of money and get right. my family out of the inner city. <laughs> right, right. So it didn't register at that time that right. coaching the, the coaching seeds were being planted. I later learned that in life. But uh, when I graduated, um, I came back home and I played in the Pro-Ams and I had a game where I scored 66 and an agent was there. Name's Tony Dutt. He's still a good friend today. I even worked with him with him in the NBA agent business. Tony Dutt says, "Hey, uh, I'm, I'm an I'm an agent. Where do you play ball?" I said, "I I don't anymore. I graduated from college." And he said, "Well, would you would you like to play professionally?" I said, "Well, sure. That's been my goal and dream." And so uh, Tony had a lot of hookups. Tony got me a, a opportunity to try out with Spurs back when John Lucas was the uh, uh, coach. Uh, the Houston Rockets, when Cheney was the coach, I went and tried out. But those knees just never recovered. They never recovered. It, was, it wasn't meant to be. And because it wasn't meant to be, I was sitting in church on a Sunday morning, and the principal of the school that I went to saw me, and he came up to me, and he said, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I just tried to play a little ball, and I'm actually looking for what's next in my life. and and." Um, Rick Tankersley, he said, um, he said, uh, well, he said, we have a, a coaching opportunity uh, available here at the school. Would you like to come and, and, and coach for us? And that's when the coaching journey started. <laughs> I said yes to that, Steve. And it was a small Christian school. The first year I went there, I was the athletic director. I was the basketball junior high coach. Girls and boys, I was the high school basketball coach. Girls and boys, I was the track coach. I you was were probably the janitor. <laughs> I was the janitor as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, people don't understand that unless you're at a high D1, it's like I, I'm sweeping the floor before practice. Man, I put the baskets the same, is it? <laughs> doesn't matter, man. You're always doing that stuff. No doubt about it. <laughs> 
So I ended up coaching everything and him off and running. So 1993, um, I became a head coach, high school coach. I took the school, and mind you, this school now is Faith West Academy, but I later learned that the leadership of the school was the same leadership of the school that I went to when I was came out to live with the family. So I basically was coaching at my alma mater, basically. And uh, it was a fresh start. We went from being beat by 100 <laughs> to uh, ended up winning state championships with girls and boys. I built a successful program there that my alma mater, Liberty University, called call me. Uh, we were last in the country at the time, back in um, uh, 2002, 2001, 2002. Called me back, asked me would I like to come and be a part of helping them uh, rebuild the program. So I ended up going to Liberty as an assistant. Went to the NCAA tournament while I was there in three years. We turned that program around from last to one of the top programs and dominating that conference. I then get some opportunities to go and be a head coach at Palm Beach Atlantic University in uh, Florida, and also a head coach at uh, Texas A&M International in um, Laredo, uh, two uh, competitive D2 conferences. That was a great right. opportunity. And then, um, lo and behold, I'll go back to Faith West again, and I just see that times are changing, philosophies changing. I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to start my own program. <laughs> and so now I run a training and uh, uh, AAU basketball program in which we have over hundreds of kids that train and play AAU for me. Um, and through that uh, opportunity, I, I came up with a concept of uh, a training shoe. And so uh, recently I invented my own training shoe uh, with my own training concepts. I have a patent for it. So uh, I'm trying to get the shoe out on the ground. COVID hit. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting around by myself. I'm not a married man. So um, I ended up, you know, throwing up. I told people I threw up words on pages and wrote two books. That book being the story and my journey in life. They call me coach is the name of it. And uh, the caption under that, they call me coach, is you are more than what you see. And I say that because I never saw myself as who I am today. I never thought in my wildest dream that I would have been a Division One coach, a successful high school coach, an inventor with a patent, which you're, you know, a small percentage of people. There's not even a million patents that have been given out, and there's hundreds of millions of people who have been living. So right. you're a small percentage if you're on a patent for something. So um, I'm just um, – I'm just a young man who figured out who he was. I'm a coach. And right. I try to use my life and my life story, my journey of loving people beyond the color of the skin. A white family took me in, taught me about love beyond who, no matter what color I am. And building my first coaching program, no matter what stage you are in the game of basketball, you can become a champion. And, I think, uh, so I th that's who I am. Yeah, That's I think people true. I think people underestimate coaches and teachers, to be honest yeah. with you. I do too. Like, they don't pay them enough. <laughs> they don't definitely don't pay them enough. <laughs> I, I said all that, those I, jobs that I told you about, mind you, Steve, I didn't tell you this. All those jobs that I did that first year I went to that Christian school, I was the athletic director, I taught classes, and I did all of that coaching. 
for $25,000. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> the, the thing is, I think I think what people don't realize, and this is this is me on my soapbox a little bit, but um, you, you have to treat people one of two ways. You have to pay them really well or or and maybe make work them really hard or treat them really well and not pay them like a like a priester. But teachers and coaches are neither. They don't get treated well and they don't right. get paid well. So and they have probably the biggest impact on kids' lives of anybody. So, because I have, I teach seniors, and I ask them name all your elementary school teachers. I can still name all my elementary school teachers, right? Just start right. listing them off because I said they have the biggest impact in your lives. You spend the whole year with them, and they they mold you into who you become. And you know, it's like, but no one's like none of my kids are becoming teachers anymore. I'm worried about the next generation. Man, because no one's like twenty years ago. Everyone was like, uh, you know, I have ten percent of my class going to be. I'll be. I want to be a teacher anymore. Anymore. Right. It's like, so, what are we going to do? You know, there's going to have somebody's going to have to. I mean, I guess put a robot in front of them. I guess, but I don't well, know. we're headed toward that day and age, right? So last night I had AU, uh, you know, tryouts, and uh, I was able to have two of my former players who have come back to coach with me. And I just told my kids what you're saying now, last night. There's no greater joy than watching kids leave your program, go get college educations, and come back and say, Coach, can I coach with you? I have three three in my program that played for me uh, in my AAU program. Now that are uh, graduated from college, they're back. And wanting to help inspire other young people, but you're right. Uh, I do worry that we don't have the right people for the right, uh, you know, inspiring young people to be the best they're capable of being. Coaching yeah. has gotten to the point where there's not a lot of teaching. I go to a lot of practices, game. I know all the coaches in the area, and man, I, I watch some of those things, man, and I'm thinking, oh God, oh this. Hey, I got out of uh, AAU for two years when I wrote those books and invented my shoe. And I start, I went back and started watching kids play and develop. And I said, man, oh, man, this is the worst basketball I think I've seen in a long time. I got to help. I got to get back out there and help. <laughs> so I decided to get back out there. Um, all right. So let's talk. Let's talk about practice a little bit. Okay. Um, so when you were coaching, when you were coaching at the high school level or even the collegiate level, yeah. what, what give, give us a little insight on your practices. So my practices, again, uh, the first and foremost thing is, is, is tapping into the mind and the heart is what I always tell coaches. If you can't get a kid to, to, to get his mind off of what's going on off the floor to focus on what's going on on the floor, and you can't get the heart and the passion out of the heart to want to give you their best, no matter what is going on, you can't get the best out of a child. You're coaching a a robot, like you said. You're coaching someone who's showing up because you heard all the excuses. My mom said I had to come. My dad's going to take my car if I don't show up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you get all of these different excuses for why a kid is just standing there before you. <laughs> and you're like, yo, I'm here. I'm here to work. Let's go. Let's go. And they're staring at you like, 
<laughs> and so I always tell people the first and foremost thing you have to do is you must grab the attention of the mind and the heart. And if you're going to get anything out of that kid that day, and I always tell him, I don't know what's going on outside of these walls of this gym or on this floor, but for the next hour and a half. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Um, go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, Teacher Side Gig. And then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.